This is an ABC podcast. Holy hole in a donut! This is the problem. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Now, this COVID-19 pandemic is the first one for 102 years. The last pandemic was the 1918 to 1920 influenza pandemic that killed some 50 to 100 million people. But how's this for really weird? Today, we all know that pandemic as the Spanish flu. But back in 1918, we hadn't even discovered the germ that today we call a virus. So back then, no one knew what was actually killing people. The real journey was beginning. However, the concept of germs already existed. Oh, it's making sure you're there for the first race, because you must remember that only losers are late. <coughs> we had already seen a bigger germ, called a bacterium, way back in the late 1600s. Anthony van Leeuwenhoek used primitive microscopes that he built himself, and bacteria were big enough, a few millionths of a metre across, to be seen. But viruses are about a hundred times smaller, which makes them much too small to be seen by a light microscope. In the late 1800s, we suspected that there was another kind of germ, and much smaller than a bacterium. Around that time, a disease of plants called tobacco mosaic disease appeared. The scientists collected the sap and juices from the affected plants and passed them through a porcelain filter with very tiny, tiny holes, smaller than a bacterium. This gave them a perfectly clear liquid with absolutely no cells visible with a light microscope. But when they injected these transparent liquids into healthy plants, the plants promptly got sick with tobacco mosaic disease. So the germ causing this tobacco mosaic disease had to be something much smaller than a bacterium or a fungus. In 1898, the Dutch scientist Martinus Beyerink called this clear fluid, and I quote, a contagious living fluid, unquote. In fact, he was so convinced that there was some kind of invisible germ in the clear liquid that he called this unknown germ a virus, which is the Latin word for poison. By the early 1930s, pathologists had become skilled at growing these unseen viruses in various living cells, such as guinea pig cornea cells, chicken kidney cells, fertilised chicken eggs and more. But it took the invention of the electron microscope in 1931 before we got the first crude actual images of a virus. The dark mystery of time and space. The wavelength of light is bigger than a virus. But the wavelength of an electron is much smaller. And so we can image a virus. The next step sounds quite sci-fi we had to turn the virus particles into a crystal and then blast X-rays through the crystal 
to get a strange pattern of repeated dots. Doing some mathematics gave us more information about repeated shapes inside the virus. The very first virus to get the full electron microscope and X-ray diffraction treatment was our old friend, the tobacco mosaic virus. It turned out to have a core of genetic material, RNA in this case, that was wrapped in protein. So today, we think of a virus having a central core of genetic information, either RNA or DNA, which is the code for making proteins. Our human DNA can make over 20,000 different proteins, but SARS-CoV-2 can make only 29. Now, the important thing to realise is that viruses have been around for a long time and are not our enemy. In fact, about 8% of our human DNA is made of viruses that invaded us in the past. And surprisingly, without viruses inside our DNA, there would be no human babies. So I'll talk more about that next time. This is an ABC podcast. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.